Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Warren Sharp joins us. We'll get into 49ers and much more. SharpFootballAnalysis.com. The Ringer NFL on Fox. That one surprised you at all last night, Warren? Not considering the way that Mike Vrabel coaches games. Uh, this guy is one of the best coaches in the NFL, particularly you don't want to bet against Mike Vrabel's team, uh, either on the season or in a particular game, especially when he's an underdog. He is, he's gone over his win total every single season that he's been a coach. He's the only team, the only coach to do that. He's been with the team for at least five years. He's also, um, the best record straight up when he's an underdog of any team in the league since he became a head coach, and he's won a higher rate of games outright when he's been made an underdog. So, like, his team wins games uh, better now in 2022 than they have before because the NFL has kind of gone to a place where his style of offense and defense is best suited because this is not a high-flying, high-scoring league, and his team doesn't thrive in those environments. They love to bring you down into the muddy streets with them and duke it out and that's exactly what he was able to do with the Green Bay Packers and just overpower them. I'm going to lift from uh, your Twitter while I can uh, or at Sharp Football before <laughs> all goes away. You mentioned that passing yards per game for teams that win the game lowest since 2010 and that kind of leads into what you were saying about Tennessee but my question for you is why are passing totals down? It's it's primarily because of the way the teams are playing. I wrote a little bit about this for Fox as well uh, just this past week, and that is that we are seeing games being decided by fewer points now than we have seen since 1990. Since 1990, and we've seen there's 89 games. Sorry, 87 games this season have been decided by one score. That's the highest since 1990. We've also seen 33 teams that came back to win games from trailing, entering the fourth quarter to actually winning these games outright. That's the highest through the first 10 weeks that we have seen um, since 1989. So what is happening, in my opinion here, is that we are having teams that build leads. And the way that defenses play in 2022, they're getting you to play far more conservatively on offense. They're encouraging you to run the ball more. They're sitting back in their two high shells. And so inevitably when you do that, when you're playing with a lead, you will end up being forced into more third down. And that's that high variance down where if you don't get it on that one single play, boom, all of a sudden you're punching the ball back to your opponent. And as a result of that, teams that are playing with leads are running the ball more in the second half than they have before, but they're not leading by as many points 
because they haven't scored as many. And then what ends up happening is those same teams, they end up taking their foot off the gas. We are seeing that the average points per game scored by the team that's up at halftime. So you're up at halftime. How much are you scoring in the second half when you're leading at halftime? It's only 9.4 points per game that you're scoring in the second half this year. Last year, it was 12.4. Most every single year in the last decade, it's been at least 11 to 12 points that you're scoring when you lead at halftime. Teams are now down at nine points per game in the second half. Again, it's because of the way the defenses are playing. It's encouraging these offenses to run more, to take the foot off the gas, and it's making these games a lot tighter. And so I obviously talked to a few coaches around the league uh, and consult with some teams. And I'm encouraging them after these findings. They have to keep their foot on the gas pedal in the second half with a lead. No lead is safe. Other teams are, we just saw it. Buffalo uh, blew a 27 to 10 lead against Minnesota. We saw Dallas blow a 28 to 14 lead against the Green Bay Packers. Teams are coming back in the fourth quarter of these games far too often this year. You've got to keep your foot on the gas pedal if you are up late in these games. Warren Sharp with us here, 95-7 the game, Willard and Dibbs. So, Warren, uh, the extension of what you just said, let's apply this to the 49ers. You probably know this, but there's a dynamic here in town, which is that, my gosh, you've got all-stars on offense everywhere. You should be better than you are. And, in fact, even when you win, we want it to be prettier. People wanted that win over the Chargers to be prettier. Debo more involved. Kittle more involved. Stats, win by 12, win by 20, all of that stuff. I I find that to maybe be sort of a a ridiculous request in this year's NFL. What would you say to a fan that wants the 49ers to be more dominant and look prettier? Well, we have seen that offensive-minded head coaches, when they come out of a bye, which is what you guys did and then played the Chargers, for whatever reason, most of these coaches, now Andy Reid's a little bit different, but most of these coaches, they end up trying some things offensively. They don't end up working quite as well that first game back. There's a little bit of a hiccup that slowly get back on track. It doesn't really matter what you did the first eight weeks of the season. It really doesn't matter that much what you do in the next couple of weeks. But once we get into December, this offense needs to be playing more efficiently and more effectively. And... By my strength of schedule metrics, I show that you guys have played the fifth easiest schedule of opposing defenses in the NFL. You've played one defense all season that ranks above 15. Fortunately, here's the good news. You're not going to play very many difficult defenses to close the gap. You play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington Commanders are the only teams that I have ranked at 15th or better to close the season. But you have not really been tested so far this year, and you absolutely must figure out a way to be more balanced and more efficient. And what I always, you know, again, tell the teams that I work with, jump out to a lead as quickly as possible because nothing is going to secure victory faster than a margin at halftime when you are able to then continue what you're doing in the second half. Don't let your foot off the gas. But that halftime margin, the other team ends up going into a little bit of desperation mode there in the second half if they're down at halftime. And they play less efficiently to beat your defense and more what they need to do on the scoreboard and it plays into your hands a lot more. I mean, you cannot, these games are, are such coin flips this year. End up being close, end up being uh, comebacks for the defense and, and the team that's down, they end up coming back in these games. You absolutely must try to gain margin and to gain separation as quickly as possible and then maintain it 
for as long as possible. And that obviously did not happen against the Chargers uh, last week. And I agree with some of these fans. I think that I don't care about style points um, at this point in the season. But what I do care about is that you are starting to play the way that you need to play during the playoffs by the beginning of December. And so that means you've got two weeks to get ready for a high-powered Miami Dolphins team that you're going to host in Week 13. You need to take every advantage over the next two weeks to play the style of offense that's going to build a lead quickly and continue to grow that lead as much as possible. What is the strength of your defense? Pinning their ears back, getting after the quarterback. You don't, you're not going to be able to do that quite as much if the other team can just sit there and run the football on you. If you build margin, though, now you've got much, many more opportunities for that other team is going to have to drop back to pass the ball in known passing situations. Interesting notion. Many coaches, including Shanahan, like to win the toss and defer, thereby getting that first possession in the third quarter. You mentioned tough defenses ahead for the Niners. If they get into the postseason, what's the most daunting NFC defense they may have to go through? Oh, wow. That's a good question because so many defenses just are not playing very well. Um, I would have to look through some of my numbers, but just initially, I think that the Dallas Cowboys are certainly one of the best defenses around. Um, but the thing is, some of like their strength does not play to what you guys are going to try to do. They're so good at rushing, rushing the passer. Right now, their massive weakness is uh, defending the run. And in fact, that's where I think the Minnesota Vikings, even though I think Dallas does in fact win this game, I think the Minnesota Vikings will be able to have a little bit of success here. Teams are averaging five yards per carry and 336, sorry, five yards per carry over the last three weeks against this Dallas Cowboys run defense. That's 26th in the NFL. They're allowing 1.6 yards before contact to running back. So you're having success running the ball against this team. Uh, but for the most part, there really aren't that many high-powered defenses that do scare you. You look at a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, another great team in the NFC, you're going to be able to run the football on them. So you guys have to figure out a way to keep your offense on the field, even if you are running. And I do think, I mean, your notes to me before, I mentioned you want to discuss potentially the fourth down decisions by Kyle. But, like, if you guys are going to take the approach of you're going to be a little bit more of a run-first offense, um, and, and try to just keep that offense on the field, you have to be more willing to go for it on these fourth down situations. And not only that, you have to be much better when you do go for it in, on fourth downs. I was shocked when I looked at a couple numbers here for you before um, I joined the program that in short yardage situations on all downs, when you just need one to two yards to go for first down, a team as strong as yours at running the ball with a fullback and your tight ends, etc., you guys rank 21st in EPA per play when you're trying to run the football uh, on when you're trying to when you're trying to uh, convert on with one to two yards to go. I was shocked that you would rank huh. that low. And the teams that are ranking well in EPA per play in short yardage situations are teams like the Cleveland Browns, the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, the Eagles, the Saints, the Ravens, teams that run the ball, the Giants. Like these are the teams that run the ball. How, 
how are you guys 21st and all those teams are up there in the top five, top 10? It does not make a lot of sense. You must improve your short yardage offense. That's really interesting. Warren Sharp is with us uh, on the Twitter feed is at Sharp FB Analysis, the site, sharpfootballanalysis.com. And I know all the content is free this week. Uh, why don't you give us one of the uh, NFL betting recommendations that you have for this weekend? Yeah, we've got a lot that are up there. And again, like you said, they are all for free this weekend. Uh, one of them that I do like is the over in the Philadelphia Eagles-Indianapolis Colts game. And the reason I like that one is because I think the Colts are going to have success on the ground against this Eagles defense. Uh, I think the Eagles, you know, we talked about how daunting of a defense they are. They're great against the pass. Yeah, they're number two. But you know what they are when defense, when offenses throw the ball within seven yards of the line of scrimmage, which is basically all that Matt Ryan does, like since he's come back in short, quick passes, real... They rank 27th in EPA per play allowed on passes thrown within seven yards of the line of scrimmage. So that plays into what the Indianapolis Colts are going to do. That's why Sharp Money has come in on the Indianapolis Colts and bet this thing down. Uh, I think the Colts are going to do enough to score points. And then after the Eagles lose a game with Jalen Hurts, this offense gets back on track quickly, especially when they underperformed last week. They're 6-1 and one to the over in their next game with Jalen Hurts as the starter when they score lower than their projected team total the week before and lose a game. So I think they will be able to get back on track against this Colts defense that is now without Quiddy Pay just announced about an hour ago. He's going to miss him. He's one of the biggest pass rushers, the most efficient player. I'm about to tweet out some statistics uh, about him. So without him there, I think Justin Hurts and company should have a little bit more success throwing the ball as well. Sharp money, sharp analysis. I see what you did there. Warren Sharp, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Good luck this weekend. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.